Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 108. Here, O my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace, and all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108.
The scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Psalms. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Deuteronomy. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee thou, and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And 
lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 151. In speechless prayer and reverence, dear Lord, I come to thee. My heart with love thou fillest, yea, with humility. My bread and wine thou art. With thee I hold communion. Thy presence healeth me. Thy presence healeth me. Hymn number 151.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with a roundtable discussion, which is real practical training in how to live this science. We had another really, really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, it'll be on our website. That's plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our students participate over the telephone by dialing that number. So if you don't live in the area, and if you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number. And we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. We're going to have another Bible study session this coming Saturday, January 15th. And this will be the first of a series of six on the book of Revelation. And uh, the study questions are on the website. So please check them out and join us for a very lively and instructive session Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And we're also going to have our annual membership meeting this month. This will be Thursday, January 20th at 8 p.m. It's not this coming Thursday, but uh, a week from Thursday. And for those members who don't live in the area, um, as usual, this meeting will be held over the church teleconference number. So all members everywhere will be able to join, and we hope that you do. Uh, we will be electing trustees, so please come prepared and uh, join us. Let's see, and among our many, many websites that reach around the world... We have featured on our English website an article that I thought was really good and I wanted to recommend, entitled, No Room for Evil, by Gilbert Carpenter. Excellent, short, but really good article. I recommend it highly. And this being our communion service, I will read from the textbook, The Tenets of Christian Science. Number one, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. We acknowledge his Son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost or divine comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. 
Three, we acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin in the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine efficacious love, unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. And we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ, through truth, life, and love, as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick and overcoming sin and death. We acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life, even the allness of soul, spirit, and the nothingness of matter. Six, and we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now, we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Karen from California. Page 419. A lady with no other instructor than science and health with key to the scriptures has demonstrated beyond many who have taken numerous lessons. Persuaded through her reading of the allness of God and the perfectness of idea, she would know nothing else. A daughter so badly infected by poison oak, Ivy, that for weeks death was feared from blood poisoning, had recovered with a terrible dread of that plant. As the next season's picnic time drew near, she was regretting that she dared not go again. The mother, with her newborn faith in the science of being, said, Certainly you can go, for nothing can harm you. Assured by these words, the daughter went, and in her ramble fell into a mass of the dreaded plant. But trusting to the word of truth, she thought nothing of it, till one who knew of her previous trouble said in her mother's presence, See, her face is showing red already. But the mother was prompt in denial and assurance. Next morning, old symptoms were out in force, but they yielded at once and finally to the positive and uncompromising hold on truth. 
another daughter that was thought too delicate to raise from bronchial and nervous trouble, always dosed with medicine and wrapped in flannel, now runs free and well without either of these, winter and summer. The mother was recently attacked by mesmerism from the church that believed she was influencing her daughter to leave. She overcame by the same unwavering trust in God, seeing truth clearer than ever before. Her demonstrations come through no form of treatment, but by letting the Spirit bear witness, by the positive recognition and realization of no reality but ever-present good. The other night, her husband was attacked with an old belief, similar to one that sometime before had ended in a congestive chill, which the doctor thought very serious and from which he had been a long time in recovering. The wife simply recognized no reality in the belief and seeing only perfect being felt no fear. She did nothing, no treating in the usual sense. There's nothing to do but to understand that all is harmony, always. He felt the presence that, that, that destroys the sense of evil. And next morning, there was nothing left to recover from. A lady, while doing some starching, thoughtlessly put her hand into the scalding starch to wring out a collar. Recalled to mortal sense by the stinging pain, she immediately realized the all power of God. At once, the pain began to subside. And as she brushed off the scalding starch, she could see the blister swelling go down till there was but a little redness to show for the accident. Absorbed in her thankfulness, she mechanically wrung out the collar with the same hand and with no sense of pain, thus verifying the demonstration. This woman, not reading English, only knows science as she has received it from her practitioner during the treatments received within the last month. So much has come to her from spirit through her loyalty to Christ in so far as she could understand. A case of ulcerated tooth and neuralgic belief would only partially yield after repeated treatments till it was discovered that the patient was antagonizing truth by holding the thought that her old remedy, laudanum, would give relief. Treated from this standpoint, relief was immediate and final. One morning after a reverend had been preaching to thousands for several days, he told them that he had never felt such a sense of depression, nor had so little showing of results. Some scientists hearing this at once saw his trouble. He had been fearlessly exposing and denouncing evil, and it had turned on him. 
Still, the mesmerism was likely to overcome him entirely, for he did not understand the seeming power. The effect of the silent word to uplift and sustain was very manifest that evening in his preaching and was a beautiful demonstration of science. He probably only felt spirit inspiration as he had not before, without a thought as to what had broken the evil spell. But we never know the what or when or where of the harvest we can sow. Quote, God give us the increase, unquote. E.H.B. Sacramento. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from Psalms. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Craig will now read. The Bible. Deuteronomy. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thine heart, and with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. And if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. Second Chronicles. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father. 
Now in the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent to repair the house of the Lord his God. Hilkiah, the priest, found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses, and Saphan carried the book to the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he rent his clothes. And Hilkiah and they that the king had appointed went to Huldah the prophetess. And she answered them, As for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall ye say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which thou hast heard. Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, when thou heardest his words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and disrend thy clothes, and weep before me. I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And all his days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Matthew. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such things like ye do. 
And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is light, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that durst ask him any question. John, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Ephesians, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. In Christian science, the first duty is to obey God, to have one mind, and to love another as yourself. The test of all prayer lies in the answer to these questions. 
Do we love our neighbor better because of this asking? Do we pursue the old selfishness, satisfied with having prayed for something better, though we give no evidence of the sincerity of our requests by living consistently with our prayer? If selfishness has given place to kindness, we shall regard our neighbor unselfishly and bless them that curse us. But we shall never meet this great duty simply by asking that it may be done. There is a cross to be taken up before we can enjoy the fruits of our hope and faith. The watchword of Christian science is scriptural. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. To ascertain our progress, we must learn where our affections are placed and whom we acknowledge and obey as God. If divine love is becoming nearer, dearer, and more real to us, matter is then submitting to spirit. The object we pursue and the spirit we manifest reveal our standpoint and show what we are winning. Mortal mind is the acknowledged seat of human motives. It forms material concepts and produces every discordant action of the body. If action proceeds from the divine mind, action is harmonious. If it comes from erring mortal mind, it is discordant and ends in sin, sickness, death. Those two opposite sources never mingle in fount or stream. The perfect mind sends forth perfection, for God is mind. Imperfect mortal mind sends forth its own resemblances, of which the wise man said, All is vanity. Dost thou love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind? This command includes much, even the surrender of all merely material sensation, affection, and worship. Are you willing to leave all for Christ, for truth, and so be counted among sinners? No. Do you really desire to attain this point? No. Then why make long prayers about it and ask to be Christians since you do not care to tread on the footsteps of our dear Master? If unwilling to follow his example, why pray with the lips that you may be partakers of his nature? Consistent prayer is the desire to do right. Prayer means that we desire to walk and will walk in the light so far as we receive it, even though with bleeding footsteps, and that waiting patiently on the Lord 
we will leave our real desires to be rewarded by him. Who is it that demands our obedience? He who, in the language of Scripture, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Truth, life, and love are the only legitimate and eternal demands on man, and they are spiritual lawgivers, enforcing obedience through divine statutes. Controlled by the divine intelligence, man is harmonious and eternal. Whatever is governed by a false belief is discordant and mortal. The Christian scientist demonstrates that divine mind heals, while the hypnotist dispossesses the patient of his individuality in order to control him. No person is benefited by yielding his mentality to any mental despotism or malpractice. All unscientific mental practice is erroneous and powerless and should be understood and so rendered fruitless. The genuine Christian scientist is adding to his patient's mental and moral power and is increasing his patient's spirituality while restoring him physically through divine love. When infringing some supposed law, you say that there is danger. This fear is the danger and induces the physical effects. We cannot in reality suffer from breaking anything except a moral or spiritual law. God is the lawmaker, but he is not the author of barbarous codes. In infinite life and love, there is no sickness, sin, nor death. And the scriptures declare that we live, move, and have our being in the infinite God. Think less of the enactments of mortal mind and you will sooner grasp man's God-given dominion. You must understand your way out of human theories relating to health, or you will never believe that you are quite free from some ailment. The harmony and immortality of man will never be reached without the understanding that mind is not in matter, let us banish sickness as an outlaw and abide by the rule of perpetual harmony, God's law. It is man's moral right to annul an unjust sentence, a sentence never inflicted by divine authority. Christ Jesus overruled the error which would impose penalties for transgressions of the physical laws of health he annulled supposed laws of matter, opposed to the harmonies of spirit, 
lacking divine authority and having only human approval for their sanction. The divine mind is the soul of man and gives man dominion over all things. Man was not created from a material basis nor bidden to obey material laws which spirit never made. His province is in spiritual statutes, in the higher law of mind. When humanity does understand this science, it will become the law of life to man, even the higher law of soul, which prevails over material sense through harmony and immortality. And we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. This being our communion service, I will invite the congregation to kneel and join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who is large in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debts. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Let's now sing hymn number 301. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior, 
Heard ye the glad sound? Felt ye the power of the word? Twas the truth that made us free and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. Hymn number 301.
Let's now sing hymn number one. Be thou, O God, exalted high, and as thy glory fills the sky, so let it be on earth displayed, till thou art here and now obeyed. Hymn number one. from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the collective passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, 
For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, woman of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Matthew, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen.